0: Birdie Boy Productions is super excited because The Blue-Eyed Mexican, Shane Torres' first stand-up special, is on YouTube right now. Check it out. It's on Shane Torres' channel and Burt Kreischer's channel, The Blue-Eyed Mexican. I hope you like it. We're so proud of it. There's a link in the description below. Check it out on YouTube now.
1: I still have no idea what was spent on my special. I to tell you. That is more than I inherited from, like, when my mom died that's so much more money I I was going to spend all of my inheritance to make the special (laughs) it's so much less (laughs)
0: check out the blue eyed mexican you
1: got to because this is how I think money works
0: Congratulations, Shane, on your new special. Thank you very much. (laughs) Congratulations, Shane, on your new special. Thank you very much. The blue-eyed Mexican. Mexican. Thank you very much for making it happen. Hey, listen. Thank you very much for you, Aliyah. You really jumped in there. Listen, hey, how you doing? Uh, Come on in. Did you need something? We're just doing a podcast. Uh, Zins, mostly Zins are our thing here. That's all we care about are Zins, six milligram, maybe wintergreen, mint. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay. Uh, we are in Arkansas. We are that not is, really familiar is, with keto. The entire state of Arkansas. No, <laughs> no I don't they're think like they are. sugar. You're telling me sugar's bad for you? <laughs> that was oh what? What did she say this morning, Pete? She goes,
1: well, that's not how I read it in the mm-hmm. email. <laughs> what? just <laughs> such a fucking southern way of saying.
0: I love these. I love states like this. Well, they're Me, you, and Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling likes a lot of things. Kurt Schilling was a fucking gangster. Yeah. Dude, let gigantic. me say gigantic. A large man. Yeah, yeah. A large man. And Also, if somebody hadn't told me I was he was Kurt Schilling, uh I spotted I, him the second I walked in.
1: Yeah, I did one. but I wouldn't have noticed. I don't know if I would have noticed him I
0: like in a Walmart. He's the oh, I don't know. I I would have stopped. Hey, come on in. Yeah. I would have I would have definitely noticed him. First of all, the World Series ring stands out. It is Pretty big. I wish I had one of those. Jesus Christ. These are all three milligrams. What's a fuck? These are for women. We need ones made for men. This is what I give my daughters to put them to sleep. Now, Shane Torres. For a
1: I've known you how long? I would say we've probably been friends eight years.
0: Longer than that motherfucker.
1: No, because I met you. In Portland. In Seattle. It was the, old, uh, or the, the place in Bellevue with the weird ball chain when you walked out of parlor live oh yeah that's the first place we worked together
0: that's seattle
1: yeah that was seattle it's not there anymore oh and then we worked together in st louis
0: but if you told like, me when i worked there that my career would last longer than the club i'd be shocked <laughs> i'd be like no fucking way <laughs> a club yeah are you ever shocked that you made it out of the club system? Like, like that you didn't.
1: I, it... I am still very much in the club system. <laughs> me... <It's> like, <laughs> there are times I, I am not in the club system.
0: <laughs> ever shocked that I made it out of the system. <laughs> Do you forget? What's it like doing arenas? Is it is it feel good? Your... <laughs> <laughs> this feels so good for you. I look at I, I look at clubs sometimes, and I go to any open mic comic to anyone starting a comic a comedy career. It's changed so much, but the one thing that stayed true is how many obstacles remain for someone to get through. Like, I, okay, like, like, uh, just the amount of people trying to give you drugs, trying to fuck you.
1: Oh, yeah, like, like you mean the distraction?
0: Yeah. So many distractions.
1: Yeah. Well, that's like, that's at every level, right? Like, no. I mean, no. You don't think so? I, mean, like I, this level? Maybe like, I my, mean, maybe you don't see it because of the way you run your camp. But do you think it's like other arena acts? Um, they must have people trying to give them
0: drugs. And you mean my talk. peers like Chris Rock, Chris Gary Rock, Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle. Yes, um, my peers. All the legacy black. Community. Isn't it crazy that you could argue? You could. I mean, I mean, I'm joking obviously right now, but you could argue that there are peers and they're so different than us.
1: That's the thing in comedy that, yeah, like, peers are not your equals. Not like, even remotely. Yeah.
0: I don't know if Ali and Wong and I have even remotely the same career.
1: I don't think you guys are in the same business in a lot of ways. I don't
0: think we are either.
1: I, I mean, I look well, at she her. She made that show. Well, you make she,
0: I look at her as a little bit of an inspiration because she has always done her own thing. She always just did it her way and just didn't really care. Like, take a year off. Okay. I'm going to raise my kids. Okay. Yeah. Well, you don't think you do things your own way? Uh, I just last week realized I'm touring too much. I just last week realized there's no way I can... You know we've been into this arena together two times. In this one arena. Yeah, this this my we're second in right time now. in this arena. I know because
1: like my wife, my phone will connect to Wi-Fi and I'm I like, think we were what's through- First Bank Trust? Every whatever. time we get
0: into these arenas and we click immediately the Wi-Fi, I go, I've been here before. Yeah. I, I, was, I was talking to Tom about it because Tom works in... I hope to say this correctly because I don't want to sound... I'd bust balls with Tom about anything, but when it comes to business stuff, I'm a little precious. But the thing about Tom is he works on a on a more of a scarcity program where he goes, I don't need to go there every year. I'll go there once every three years. Oh, and like, so where pe-
1: you like you feel like you leg it out a lot more? I feel like
0: if I'm not texting you at midnight, you're gonna forget I'm your boyfriend. Oh, I, I I I yeah. Yeah. But I also I have that a bit too, I think.
1: Uh, but it's also, I mean, did you have it at the level when you were at the level I'm at now? Yeah. Did you have it then? Like you were like, I respond like, you know, immediately respond yeah. to like any club owner text or any of that kind of like. Hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. So that's how I feel about it too. Yeah. But like, now don't you feel like you're in a position where you don't have to do that as much? No, not at all. No. Well, no. It's I, nice I mean, to know that I'll have this dread my whole life, no matter where
0: my career. It doesn't go away. God, damn mine, it. mine right now is with writing new material, um, oh. because I, 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 I would say these last three shows I felt, uh, th- I felt the sunshine of spring in my act, where I felt the blossoming of bits, and I felt bits making sense to me in my head, and I started going, ooh, I can get rid of some bullshit bits and just make this the thing, the, the thing, yeah. Like, last night I did one hour just one hour and then told the machine and I have not done that forever because I've always been like, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. (laughs) I don't know. Jelly Roll walked on (laughs) stage. Jelly Roll walked on stage and sang the National Anthem.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What a weird
0: sentence. Yeah, me and Ali Wong are not in the same business. No, you're not. (laughs) I don't think you are. (laughs) This is a podcast about you. This is a podcast about you.
1: Now, here's why. It's kind of about us. We'd be like, we're reaching an interesting point in our friendship, in our career friendship, you well, know, like, and just
0: lives too, I think. Well, I, I want to tell the story only that, to put frame of reference because it should be known, uh, Birdie Boy Productions, more importantly, Leanne. Yeah. Leanne Kreischer. Remember
1: when you remember what he said to me on the night we
0: taped it? I don't remember what. You were
1: so drunk, he came up to me. And uh, I, was, I was like, I love you. Thank you for, um, you know, Gave me the whole heartfelt thing uh, after my um, crying in the stairwell. Uh, and I was like, I love you. Thank you so much. And you were just like, up. Like, You'd be surprised how little I had to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then you just walked away. And I was like, I think Bert's mad at me. Then <laughs> <laughs> um, the next morning, I met you at the William Pale for breakfast. And then, like, you guys ordered all this food. And then you were like, we can't take this on the flight. So I ended up, It was like the weird, it, like, it was like, you you paid to film a special in this cool club. And then I was leaving this fucking five-star hotel with all your gnocchi and like leftover pasta. And my weird. stoned roommate was like, Bert's awesome. <laughs> 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 I was like, and then like, you know, then I just had to like sit there the rest of the day and think about everything. Like,
0: what? It was, uh, it was, you know, in everything that's happening and the way the business is moving and and, and I think I'll say candidly, Leanne saw people producing specials for their friends and yeah. said, We can afford to do that. I wanna I wanna do that for Shane. This is like very, very the crawling steps of that for comedy, I think, you know.
1: We're in an interesting place yeah. where like with the you know, like the business before you had to get something, like you really had to get an opportunity for something like and now you the way it seems to be going in my mind is like will you, it's all, we're all still trying to get or make things but like the access to people helping do that and put people over is something that's been happening in like music for years where people are putting yeah. over artists and stuff and now comics finally have a a place to do
0: that. I like that Bargazzi's doing it. I love that he did Greg Warren and Mike Vecchi. I mean, like, he's Those doing,
1: guys are so goddamn funny, dude.
0: They're, like, they're the best in the business. I, I would argue you are... Pound for pound. You are pound for right? pound as good as they are. I think That's, you. that's the, the one thing that... I think that's cool about what's happening now is, like, comics are going, yo, you gotta check him out.
1: Yes. And, like, I, I'm gonna say... Vouches fir- are so valuable. Yeah. Like, as is a, a quick Greg Warren story we were at the knitting factory when it was like the hottest show in New York and he went up and they didn't give him shit and he was taping for a tonight like he was practicing a tonight show set so he was doing good stuff and it was like comics were dying but it was like hipster crowd and they wouldn't give him shit and Greg's just like a midwestern normal looking guy in his 40s and then Hannibal went up who I love and Hannibal's brilliant but Hannibal was working on jokes for an award show he was like so these were not finished products and everything that Hannibal did they were like like losing their fucking minds. And I was like, this is not right. Like, you don't like, you don't like you. This is a place where people think they have taste. And they're like, then they don't, you know, like, and they're just like, they're, they're doing a cult of personality themselves. And, and it's, and it's good to see my point being Hannibal's great. Greg is also great, but Greg wasn't getting any shine just because people didn't give him. They were like, who is he? So like,
0: is that Eddie Bauer that he's wearing? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, It was that, it was very much like, judgy and you know it wasn't that way every night there but it was
0: definitely that way that night the um i I wanted to because as as we got ready to launch this you started doing podcast runs and leanne goes to do a few yeah and leanne kept going um does shane does shane know how to show everyone how great shane is on a podcast i go no he's the humblest guy in the world he deflects any fucking compliment and she was like she was like you need to teach him you did, you need to teach him uh, being uh, braggadocious one hundred and one. That's what you do. You promote. You need
1: to be a little more. Well, I'm, you. I, I am think, I not showy? I,
0: look, Bert. These are Vans. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're nice. It's bizarre that we're friends. I want to talk about. By the that. way, I realize every piece of clothing
1: I have on today I have gotten when I've been on the road with you. <laughs> like, this is. Remember that burger joint we went to in San Diego. Yeah. Hodette, oh, this is their their burger shirt. God,
0: yeah. that burger was fucking. I'm going outrageous. back there when I'm in LA. I want to tell the story of Shane. So I want to but from Bert's perspective, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's from my perspective. <laughs> I look at people's vacation of- photos waiting for me to show up in them. <laughs> the we uh we met in Seattle, but we became friends in uh in St. Louis. St. Louis. Can you tell the story? Let's tell it together and see okay. how
1: we like... This will be an interesting sense of recall. Because yeah. when we met in Seattle... This is, by the you way... You weren't bringing, even bringing features out on the road yet. We just got paired together. Yeah. And you were selling like moderately. Very moderately, I'd yeah, imagine. Yeah, like, and like we hung out and we had drinks after the last show. But that was it. I think you were like... We bonded wait. on you saying,
0: uh, you go, you're friends with Tom Segura, right? And I said, yeah. And you go, he said the funniest thing on stage.
1: Oh, I mean, there was... It was really funny to say, it. can you say it? He goes, uh, is there any white girl in here dating a black guy? And this guy, he goes, yeah. And she, he goes, where is she? Or he goes, where, "Where, where is he? And she goes, he's in England. And he uh, goes, oh, what's he doing there? She goes, oh, he's there for work. He goes, what's he doing? And he goes, she goes, uh, oh, he plays for like, you know, like some famous soccer, like Manchester United or something like that. And he goes, hold on. I meant like our kind of black guys. <laughs> kind of dude who licks his lips. I couldn't believe he got away. It was so <laughs> offensive. It was so fun. Everyone loved it, but it was like it was very funny. Like, uh, it was killing me. And it was like Tom was not selling out then either.
0: It was like no, yeah, you well, know. I, I think all of none of us were. It was like the. If you look at like the little things you do in the beginning of trying to lose weight or the beginning of trying to get sober, any of the things you do where you know it's going to be a long journey, the th- foundation blocks, those moments of not being famous but getting to do stand up for an hour for people that, you know, those moments defined where comedy is today. The like cuz because it allowed a bunch of really great comics to develop under the radar and and learn how to write and learn how to Right on stage and learn how to improv and learn how to do crowd. Like show work.
1: yourself a bit yeah as opposed to like mm-hmm. here's my polished hour like th- which is like something we all do i think when they start head l- start doing hours at what, first you, you i think focus
0: i think now with the way comedy is you don't you're not allowed that luxury like someone like mark norman who is still i i, I would st- always say is still very young in comedy compared to where we were when we popped like mark well, is 36 a- i mean he might be 40 Look, I don't think he is. I think I he, find out how old Mark Norman is. I think my Mark might be like forty. Um but but I didn't pop until I was like forty five. And so is I had... Not, that, he's forty. God he looks so much younger. Yeah, when he's like he doesn't fucking eat he's small as fuck. When you look at he's him like really you're small. a big dude, do you ever look at Mark and go, I could fucking rape him? Yeah. I mean. I think it all the time. I, mean, I,
1: think, I think big women look at Mark that way. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: <laughs> Big women could uh, have their way with Mark. Yeah, that's yeah. a porn I'd pay to see. B- oh, well. <laughs> Mark being fucking rodeo <laughs> clowned around a fucking room. <laughs> he just said to like, hey, yeah, that's you my dick. He sneezes his nose and his
1: pants fall down. <laughs> hey, I'm about to go. Oh, Whoa, uh, no. ah, Hey, ah, hey
0: ah, that's my dinner. I think.
1: Uh, yeah, I look at Mark, I'm like. I do look at people like sometimes like, fuck, I better manhandle your ass. Like, I do look at cops that way sometimes. Really? Yeah, like. Sometimes I look at cops and I'm just like, man, I fucking, I bet I could kick your fucking ass. <laughs> like, I, I, like, I, I don't, and know, I, I don't know if I could or I couldn't. But there's some cops I'm like, I'm much bigger and clearly much stronger than them, and I'm yeah. like, well, I better beat your fucking ass to dust if you tried to give me a ticket. We're gonna, like, get- and obviously I would not. Yeah, and I would be a coward. It you're, you're me. the most but, gentle animal alive. Dog, I get so angry now. Really? Yeah, I don't know what to do with it. Like, I have no idea what to do with it. I'm mad all... That's why I always go to the boxing gym. and hit the bed. Were you always mad? I get frustrated a lot. Like, I get really frustrated a lot, and then it goes into... Like, like, I don't think I'm an angry... I'm not angry, but I get mad, and I just, like... It's with bullying and when people aren't courteous most of the time. It's it's really the only... Like, I fucking hate it when people are rude on... Like, rude to people who they know they can just be rude to take a fight they know they can win yeah like i fuck it i can't stand it no that's the only time i insert myself into
0: shit does it because you you grew up you grew up uh like with an alpha body but with a very gentle omega brain i, I
1: mean i've just been big i don't i wouldn't say an alpha alpha body you've been big
0: yeah your but whole like, life
1: stronger than a lot of people but like stronger
0: physically <clears throat> stronger than probably 95 percent of your class every year you grew up I was bigger than most kids most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. But you're not, you are a, for lack of better words, a hipster, punk rock, soft, sensitive dude who has like immense feelings for your mom, your immense feelings for your family. Like you're very, you're not, and you're Mexican, which is like, that's the other, there's this machismo, there's (laughs) this machismo that goes in with that, that I can see sometimes in your brother's. You know, like, yeah. I'll see, like, your brothers have, have got a, like, what's up, fool energy. Yeah. And, and, but Great you've show. got this, yeah. like. Uh,
1: they're, like, they're different. They carry themselves. So like, we're this. Yeah, I'm, like, an artsy fartsy, like, whatever. Like, I like, like, I definitely go the other way, way than them. The and, yeah. like, I'm not as, like, masculine or bro down. But yeah. then sometimes I kind of, sometimes, I, am, I, sometimes I don't go into the energy. Like, I'm afraid to, like, let it out. Like, when we were in Amsterdam. And no, It's just like, I always like, I was like, I went to the Van Gogh museum by myself and like walked around the flower market. And then like four hours later, I'm drunk as I've ever been in the red light district with you <laughs> and, and two guys from Barstool sports <laughs> and, and the guy, one of the cast members from entourage. Yeah, like, and like, ass to mouth, yeah, ass to mouth. Crazy shit. And I'm like, maybe you're like as much of a bro as anyone has ever been. Like, I have no idea who I am. Part of the time, I think <laughs> is why I'm into so many things. Like, because yeah. I, I really, we were there. that that picture of us on the bridge in Amsterdam of all of us. It's Ooh. great, but, I mean, we went into wild places that other famous people have been into and have been in the news for
0: recently. Yeah, who have been sued for going. Yeah, yeah, and going with their employees. Yeah, which yeah. I completely did. Yeah. And, and half of my employees were female. And we were all fine. Yeah. And nobody had to go. Like, yeah, it was, it was obviously everyone was, I opted in and out and the women and opted, and a few out. Was opted in a few times. <laughs> yeah. That Amsterdam trip. We are supported by Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, to all the way to the, did we just hit a million dollars in orders stage? Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS systems, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to the other commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify's magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen's and millions of other entrepreneurs from every size across 175 countries plus. Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. We are a hardcore Shopify family. I want to thank Shopify already for their support in this podcast, in our business. It has changed our life. I'm telling you that. That is our thing, and they've changed our life. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash birdcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash birdcast now. To grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Whether or not your family are big gift givers during the holidays, you get to define how you give yourself a gift. It is so important. You know, a lot, a lot of times it feels good to give to other people, but every now and then to give yourself a gift, you recognize it a tad bit more. Whether it's by starting therapy or going easier on yourself during these tough moments, Or just treating yourself to a complete and total day of rest. Those gifts are so important. It's so important to remember to give yourself a little love this holiday season. I am doing that. I am doing that. I am doing that through therapy. This is my little gift to myself. Today, I drank in Vegas and I woke up with anxiety this morning. And I sat in the shower and I thought, is this real? And then I get down and I journal about it. What's most important is I have someone to talk about it with my therapist. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule. And trust me, as a guy with a busy schedule, this is the best way to do it. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com. Slash Burt. that Amsterdam trip.
1: I can't. That's where I, I have like, global upgrade flights. Yeah, certificates that I use because of all my Delta stuff. After I, I do all the, they wear out the end of January. After they, after I do all the pod promo and stuff, I can yeah. do for the coming month. I think I'm gonna like just give myself five days in Amsterdam oh, and like great fucking
0: place, especially in the winter How yeah and just
1: like get. I'm gonna buy myself like a very cool coat
0: yeah dude that's the first thing I was gonna say a fucking really cool coat head over there yeah. pack of cigarettes we need your help
1: Taylor Tomlinson you're always wearing cool jackets she really is yeah,
0: yeah. she uh her wardrobe and by the way her wardrobe's slick she looks sharp yeah. she does she looks beautiful but I want a big
1: when you got that big like Bolshevik fur coat <laughs> And two days before, you'd bought like three Canada Goose jackets. Oh yeah, I bought. You, like, oh, fuck, you, that's right, I did. And you went into that cold room in their in their weird. I was
0: like, I'll take it.
1: Yeah, I'll this take both I, of them. This is how I know the world is like gonna we're going south. It's like you went into a store for fancy coats, and they had an ice room that you wore your coat in to test to, it. To out. To test it, they had a fucking meat locker essentially that was really was insane. It was it's like I'm like this is the most. I mean, this is like... And it was like in a mall. It wasn't even it's like that. Ex- it wasn't like... A, mall It wasn't like one of these things that you do where like we get access and we're like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like NFL players go in here. And this is where they... Yeah. This was like a thing anybody could do as long as they had $1,200 to spend on a coat.
0: I tried to buy Pete one of those coats and he said no, he refused. Yeah. And then I found out why. I found out why Pete doesn't like Asian people. And what? No, I... I get, <laughs> yeah. No. It's so
1: crazy. Like sometimes... When we go to sleep in our bunks, I can hear him listening to stuff on his laptop. It's horrible.
0: Or what
1: did you turn my mic? Yeah.
0: What it was, was Pete grew up around like Buffalo, Niagara Falls, and he saw what would happen. And that is rich (laughs) tourists buy the most expensive fucking jacket. And then they look like what you would call like a Howley or a fucking gaper or like whatever the word a gaper is someone who comes to him if i'm not mistaken it's someone who comes to the mountain and doesn't know what they're fucking doing so and a Halley's like a white person in hawaii Halley's a white person in hawaii like a a rube like looks like a fucking fool you're
1: just here like you're 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 like in our you're in our spot taking you're in our
0: spot wearing the most expensive jacket you don't even fucking live here if anyone needs you don't like anything about this it's it's us but we're wearing the jacket that we bought four years ago so like when i we went to and i gotta serve you fucking coffee yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Pete was, and I saw when we went to Niagara Falls why Pete didn't want that jacket. He was like, "I am not one of those people. I am myself." I and and that's real.
1: No, I, I wasn't even at Niagara Falls. That was the one. That was the really? one I wasn't at.
0: Yeah. Oh, maybe the, <laughs> uh, Maybe I just saw it. I was <laughs>
1: traveling all over <laughs> Europe. I didn't want a big ass
0: coat. He's no, lying. we weren't
1: even in Europe then. We were in Minnesota. But it was yeah. being bought for
0: Europe. Was it? Yeah, I was buying it for him. That was Europe. a fucking year ago, almost. It. By the way. It was really recent. It was it was a year ago. Uh, when you look at this year, it's been absolute fucking breakneck speed. I I analogized it to someone uh, I don't know how you do it, man.
1: Like I mean, I've been doing my own stuff with and without that shit.
0: It's easier now. Right now, um, it's really easy. Well, you also if I'm not I'm not drinking the way I did. Yeah, you're much healthier now. At the end of the Europe trip, we were all. I think I probably put on 15 pounds. End of Europe yeah. was end of europe was the beginning of the end that was the beginning of the downward spiral by the, when the the height of the mountain for me was um promoting the machine that's when i was like just was that march march yeah yeah and then when well, then fully loaded was the another mountaintop i was like oh shit i thought this was the top of everest nope that was base camp yeah and then that i remember we left the
1: whatever that fancy hotel was we were in london we were having our last night drinks everybody was hanging out I can't, it was a nice, really nice hotel in the Everything middle. Everything blurs. Piccadilly Circus, and then it was like that was the end of the first month in Europe. And then I had to fly straight to Rooster Teeth Feathers, and uh, and like it oh, the was last so, night in London, yeah, yeah and was, right before
0: we all went home, yeah,
1: it was such a fucking come down, so hard and so fat fe- because Rooster Teeth Feathers just the green room is outside <laughs> and they had been closed. The whole time through the pandemic, I was the first weekend back and they oh did God. not promote it. <laughs> and I was so sad. Like, oh, the peaks and valleys are the thing I can't, I have the hardest time with
0: here in this yeah. business. Well, it's uh, Patrice O'Neill told me when we were in Scotland, he said something. He said something, it was kind of shitty, but it was like, I I didn't, I don't, I never, like, even when people insult me and they do it, like, in a backhanded way, I still try to find the usefulness in it because I know it's coming from real emotion. Like, it's coming from their inside. Like, they're like, and and I got on a TV show, and Patrice said, I'll tell you the problem with your career is your, when you fall, you got to go all the way to the bottom. He goes, I'm not going to the bottom. I go to here. I'm raising my base level. He goes, you need to raise your base level so that when your peaks and your valleys aren't that far off. So when you fall from your peak, you just go right here. When you fall, you're going all the way here. And I, I actually uh, listened to him and- and, and it and sense? Made so was sense he saying to me. Like, was he saying like, once this TV show's gone, you're back to, you're you're back back to open fucking mics. You're still Dude. like a door guy technically. Yeah. And he was right. He was totally right. I had to go from hosting my own TV show, having three TV shows and a pilot of CBS, to hosting at the improv for Drew Carey. And credits don't matter when it comes to stand up. You either back then they didn't. Now they it's a little different. Now. Yeah. <laughs> it's really different now. Uh, I would have been. I would have been doing a theater tour back then if it was. Yeah, around. by then, yeah. Um, but I want to go back to. I want to go back to. Um, want to go back to how we became friends because yeah, I think sorry. this is important. Because very few, I would say, seldomly in my life, with my closest friends, it's happened where you can trust them. You can just trust them. And what happened was, I went in. To do Helium Funny Bone in St. Louis, right? The Helium in St. Louis. You were going to be my feature. I was supposed to do Doug Loves Movies. Yeah, that was Wednesday, and and so I flew in early to we do Doug Loves day. Movies. You got in.
1: We this we were still not we were paired up again. You weren't. I don't think you knew we were working together yet. I like, did not, yeah. and I
0: and I didn't know you well enough. I knew you well enough to be like, oh hey, what's up, man? I'm, yeah, God, that that together, was like, but, it. Was like yeah. good to
1: see you. Like yeah, it was very oh, hey, you're here. Great. You know, I know this guy. But it wasn't like, I don't even think we had each other's phone numbers or anything
0: at no. that point. Yeah. No, and uh, I did, uh, I bought 200 cheeseburgers to do Doug Loves Movies. I walked in pretty drunk off the plane. Yeah. Doug was not happy that I was drunk and he was definitely not happy I brought 200 cheeseburgers. Yes. Doug has, for the record, every reason and right to feel Exactly the way he felt. I was coming in hot. He was trying to do a podcast, and he was like, "I don't want this distraction. Days. I don't want everyone eating cheeseburgers." Really?
1: <laughs> the club doesn't want them eating
0: cheeseburgers. The club didn't want them. They Doug wanted to sell food. Yeah, and uh, and I was not having it. You were also. It's crazy to me that you were just like, "I'll buy two hundred cheeseburgers." We ended up eating them on Sunday night. Anyway, back to the yeah. story. So, so I come in hot. This is a pretty epic podcast. Doug It's behind a paywall. I think on iTunes, if you want to listen to it, it's pretty wild. It, it was supposed to be you, Jeff Tate, Doug, and another dude. I don't it wasn't, uh, I was not on. No, no. If I didn't show up, it would have been. Yes. You. Yes. Yeah. And I was like,
1: my plan was like, cause this is when I was still do these things where I'd like, if I was featuring, which I, I don't do at clubs anymore. Uh, Uh, I would, like, show up on Wednesday and try and get a Wednesday night headline gig and, like, make 200 more bucks. Like, just be like, I'll be the guy this night. Like, just let me... I would beg clubs for that. Like, beg them. Because it would, like... It would pay for half of my flight. And I could, like... You know, it's really about scraping together money in a weird way that... Like, in a very desperate way at that point in my career. Like...
0: Yeah, it was like that for me, too. So,
1: like, when I found out they were doing Doug Loves movies, I was like, fuck!
0: I can't went in to do Doug Loves movies to try to sell tickets for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, And boy, that backfired. <laughs> boy, that backfired. You can listen to this podcast. I wish I could... It's pretty intense. It's it's really intense. So it was you,
1: Jeff, Doug, obviously, and uh, Jer- I think it was Jeremy Essig was the other guy. I don't know. I think he does like a lot of recording now for albums. So he's a good guy. Yeah. But it was you for... He was the only one on my team. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was you four. And I the, the burgers Benson. came
0: up. I miss Doug Benson. I haven't talked to him in so long. I didn't know that's probably my fault, partially my fault. It's probably, it's probably everybody. It's yeah. just you grow and then you all of a sudden you're doing something and you maybe don't read a couple DMs and
1: and you're like yeah and like and if there's if there's baggage between you like you guys
0: had a five. no 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 we we settled you it. did we, settle we, it we, we settled it you did and settle we were, it
1: but it is one of those things like I definitely I think if like, you miss a DM, people can always be like they're still mad about that shit even though we talk like yeah. you know, like. That's what nerves do to people, yeah. you know? And it may not, and it it's probably not true, you yeah. know, but it is the thing we can all do to ourselves. Like, oh, they fucking hate us. They haven't
0: responded to me. And Doug's really good with boundaries and he's really good at being honest. He's really good at being honest with like how he feels. He'll tell you upfront how he feels. He doesn't have any, he doesn't have any of the bullshit that I sometimes have where I won't tell you how I'm feeling. I'll kind of swallow it and then I, and I won't share it and then I'll resent you. Like he, he doesn't do that. He yeah. just will tell you I, I'm, I'm mad like about this anymore. or I'm, yeah, I'm mad about this or Hey man, don't give her my phone number, please. Yeah. And please ask me before you get my phone number out. Um, so I, I, I walked out with the 200 cheeseburgers. Yes. It went South upon request, not to um, upon direct request. Yeah. Just so we're very clear. So I'll take all blame now. Cause I didn't take blame. Then I thought I was being in the moment. I thought I was being fun. I thought I was being loose. I thought I was creating energy. I thought I was creating comedy. I will say it did pretty well. There were moments where it was going good. Yeah. For yeah. sure. And there were moments where it
1: went off. I felt like you guys were both... He was trying to control his show and you were trying to have fun and, you know, like, be do a fun weird... It's like, we all do it. Like, I mean, yeah. I do dumb... That's part of being doing comedy is creating things in the moment. So, like... And then it... You know, you guys started butting heads because it was, like, a wild thing. Doug wasn't... Like, like people were getting out of control and it, I didn't...
0: It was, I'll tell you this. You just butted heads a lot. You were trying to do something fun and he was not happy with it. I'll tell you just to surmise all of it. I think that's the right word. I walked out with cheeseburgers. It popped. He brought the cheeseburgers into the green room. It popped. I went back and got the cheeseburgers. It popped. And now Doug was actually really upset. And I couldn't read him. I I wasn't reading him, but I wasn't reading any energy. It was about Bert. It was definitely about Bert. I was drunk. And it was Bert wants this. Bert's going to do this. I then... Then the staff walked the cheeseburgers out, and Doug said, I'm done. Uh, I'm done. You do the show. And we realized, oh, wait, this is serious. I went in. Me and him talked in the green room.
1: I remember. I think I remember that because in my mind, it plays, by the way, there's a show. There's was, a live show going on. I was just sitting on. in the sound booth with the sound guy. Like, I was watching. I was like, I think they're just
0: back there talking and There's the whole of audience of is There's just lot sitting? There's a of show. There's two people on stage, two empty seats. Yeah, And Duggar in the green room having a heated conversation. W- one-sided because I am now realizing he really didn't want those cheeseburgers out there. Realizing? <laughs> I'm like, okay, this but was a mistake. You're
1: telling me. Yeah, hang on. When you said don't bring the cheeseburgers and I'm out and I brought them out anyway. I might have been
0: eating a cheeseburger as he was telling me this. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then uh,
1: I... That's actually so funny. If, you, if he's yelling at you and you're just I'm like, shirtless eating a cheeseburger
0: going... Sweet, you, you're saying you don't want the cheeseburgers out there. <laughs> but they're so good. Like, so I... I brought enough I for wasn't everyone. Shirtless yet. I wasn't shirtless yet because... Doug went back out and he goes, leave, just fucking leave. You're too drunk to be on stage. And I was like... By the way, I wasn't... I've been drunker on stage, so I was like, I wasn't that drunk. It was the cheeseburgers that were the problem, not me. And so... I then started to walk out and I went this isn't how this ends like this is a comedy show I can turn this around I left the green room walked out to the bar and then walked into to the, the show showroom room, yeah shirtless I, I remember that and that is when it got very real in front of the audience and you came back on stage though I right? brought I went back Doug went Doug said I Doug said to me you know just either leave or try to fix this but you're fucking this up and and i said i'm i really i said i'm sorry for real and he goes do you want to fix this i said i do then he goes Then come on stage and be a part of the show i'm probably saying it differently than he said it because i know that- i think yeah, that's a
1: that's in summation that's like pretty close to how yeah. you got back on stage i think that's so like and it was stage. like it was intense for sure
0: i got back on stage doug was lighting me up in, and like, you had
1: to like it almost goes to this point of, like, wait your turn. Rebound. Like, yeah, rebound. yeah. but, but like, because you if you're not familiar with the show, it's like a game show, you go in order.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, yeah, and everybody gets asked a question. And normally you comment on people. Yeah. Like, you know, you kind of riff, like we always do. And there, it was kind of this thing of, like, where you were being quiet because you didn't want to, like, blow it up again. Up. But then this is the part where I was like, well, this part's not his fault. Like... Yeah. Because they started tagging you. You and started you light me up. Yeah, yeah, and you couldn't say anything because you were trying to. And I was like, "Well, this is also
0: shitty." Like, yeah. and that's where that's where I was like, "This is why everybody is wrong." Here. Yeah. Well, okay. So then, I end up walking off stage. Yep. I end up leaving because so I was like, "This isn't." You're right. I should have just left, and I left. They finished the show. I went back to my hotel. I remember getting food because I had not eaten yet, and I, well, you had a cheeseburger. I had a couple <laughs> cheeseburgers, but I had another cheeseburger at the bar <laughs> yeah. at the hotel. I called Tom. I told Tom what happened. To, and Tom, and that was the day that he had started fat shaming me for real. Really? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. This yeah. was all happening at the same time? It was all happening at the same time. This is when
1: this stuff started coming. Like I got on Twitter to see what was... This is what stuff was going on. Like, that was really happening on socials. This was the beginning oh, of that yeah. time.
0: I was wondering <clears> if people had tweeted about Doug Love's movies yet that had been there. And you saw a couple tweets, like, fuck this crazy. But every tweet was, bird is fat. Everything was Bert is fat. Bert likes mayonnaise. And I was eating mayonnaise at the time that I read one of them. And I was like, fuck. Called Tom. Tom thought we were talking about that. I talked to him about the Doug stuff. And oh, he, Tom thought you were calling him like, this is like, fuck. Like, yeah. And Tom's, Tom, if anything, is really good at reading my energy and knowing what I need in a conversation. Even if he lies to me, he'll be like, hey, listen, listen. Fuck him. Don't worry about it. You were fucking trying to be funny. Like, he was just like, don't go to bed in your head. Wake up okay. tomorrow. You got a show to do. Don't worry about it. And uh, and so I went to bed victorious going like, you're right, Tom. I did the right thing. Went to bed, woke up, did press. Had one of the most pivotal moments of my entire career as I'm driving back for press. We're partying at press. I, I went and did press. Was uh, it with Andy Kuzilewski, right? Andy was the manager. Yeah, Andy, I love that dude. Andy, and I, I love him too. And I'm, I'm going to say something that does not sound like... I know that people will take this a, a wrong way, but I love Andy. We went in press, we drank at press, partied at press, tried to sell tickets for the weekend, and then driving home from press, we're driving down, I feel like a street that every place that has a funny bone has. It's just like a, one of those, uh, almost like not a country road, but not necessarily a highway. And I saw, uh, I'm shirtless in the car, I'm drunk, it's 10 in the morning, and I see a dude step out of a gas station like a, a convenience store in slides, basketball shorts, and a wife beater, and he s- lights a cigarette. And I, I saw the the pureness of him being simply in that moment and not having a million worries. And I was worried about last. You felt night like he sure.
1: I thought you were going in a different direction here. What? Because the way you described him, I was like, well, this guy like is like a he's like sad." Well, no, no, no,
0: no, no, no. I looked and I, I looked enviously at him, and I went. Dude, he works at this gas station. He's he's probably family owned. He they just gotta make their nut. He's he just got up. He's probably hung over, but he's getting a moment of re- reprise where he gets to have a cigarette. Like he's enjoying one. and I bet and, and the way he lit it, I just went, I don't have that right now. I'm I've so many worries. I've got I'm not selling tickets this weekend. I just did fucking two hours radio drunk. I'm a f I'm 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 getting fat shame pretty fucking aggressively. I am pretty fat and I just had a really epic blow up that was on a podcast that I'm pretty sure is going to go out to the world today and I'm going to have to deal with that. And I was like, I was so envious. I looked at that guy wanting to be him. And Andy said to me a statement that was the first chisel out of the marble of who I was about to become, right? He said, how long can you do this for? And I went, huh? And he goes like, comedy like what are you gonna be like 50 doing stand-up and i i had never thought i was 44 at the time and i had never thought that it wasn't that that was a thing i never thought that we couldn't do it until we were 70 i never thought that there had been this timeline that i had been ignoring and that i had missed my window i had never thought of any of that i just was like and by the way you're fucking at that freaking time, me out right that
1: was kind <laughs> of fucking was, freaking me out that was
0: kind of an accurate statement you're looking at dudes i won't say names but dudes that are younger including tom popping and blowing up and really having crazy. Well, so i'm already like selling out weekends, at and this they're point. 36 they're 32 they're 31 and i'm 44 and I'm, I'm 43 probably at the time i'm guessing and and now he's looking at me like this like dude how long can you do this for and i went back to my room and i was like fuck and i was in this i went to bed I did not work out. I went, came back to, came to the show, and I had, and all of a sudden, I had real accountability of like my actions, of like who I was, where I was. I was very grounded in honesty. Was that a bottom point for you in that your was, career? That was, that was out of all. There's like I could give you four bottoms, and that was definitely one of them. I went to the club, and I barely knew you, and I said to you, I, "I'm gonna say my exact words. Hey, man, we're not like boys or anything. I can't help you." you have no reason to lie to me but i need to know the truth and i and i and i'm telling you it was i don't know if it was that blunt but it was
1: like very like i don't really know you and i like and i was like you know like whatever like yeah it was it was candid but i don't know if it was like yeah i remember, I remember, saying, I remember, I remember saying, sitting at the bar cuz i was having i was drinking a lot then too yeah. so i remember it very like uh i remember it pretty vividly but it's not I don't remember the exact words, but it was along that line. It was. Like, it was basically. It was very like. The theme is you have
0: no reason to lie to me right now because it, it won't help you.
1: Yeah, and it was also like a very like, we do this. Like, yeah, I remember because it was like I was like I was looking at it like
0: this guy's where I want to be right now. That's so funny. Yeah, and then you, I said how, how how much of it was my fault last night? And you were like. Seventy thirty, like sixty. And probably, 70, yeah. That's probably. still that's And about. I went. I went to my seventy, and you went. Yeah, you are seventy. <laughs> and I went For something real. like that. I remember. And, yeah. and you were like, "Yeah, you were out of control, man." Like you know, it was Doug had been pretty clear about the burger. Like you just said it very matter of factly, not like, not like, not blaming me, not being an asshole to me, just saying these are the stats, these are the facts. And Doug, I think, showed up that night or called me. And said, hey, we need to figure this out. You guys did a podcast or something? We did a live podcast the next day in my room. Yeah. So we should figure out if we can be friends again. And so we did a podcast and we did a... a, It's a really great podcast. I mean, if you know the backstory, that podcast is like fucking phenomenal because it's almost like there aren't mics on. We did not edit edit any of it out. We talked about what bothered... Did you guys both put it up? Is that what happened? No, he released his behind a paywall he goes i'm not going to put you out on the internet for people to just fucking destroy you he said but i did not invest in myself to not make my money back i need to post this podcast so he said so i'm gonna put it behind a paywall uh it'll be like two dollars to buy it he goes i mean and he goes and we'll split whatever money i'll I'll give you half of whatever money i get and uh I, I don't think that, I mean, and it's never come up. It, people never talk about it. So I think it was like a way for him to, to protect me. But then we posted the podcast of me and him. And so people went, I'm sure, and bought it. But we hung out that weekend. Doug and I patched things up. He hung out the whole weekend. And that Sunday night, we had a great weekend. We not did great did we do a Sunday? Did yeah, we, we did Sunday. I think I remember that. And Doug introduced me to Google Trends. And it that hap- that's like- changed my life. If, if when you i'll say this if when if you look for your peak when well, we're talking about peaks and valleys when you look at your your valleys your bottoms always remember that those first steps out of the valley are probably your most insightful most illuminated steps. you
1: got to try it is i think about that a lot when like cuz you feel it weirdly when you when you hit bottom or a or a like low moment you can kind of feel really strong mm. you know like in a way of like I'm stepping up, like, fuck everything up. Like, something that actually mattered to me just didn't go the way I wanted it to. Yeah. So, you have like, you know, like, your feet feel dug into the earth more, even when you step,
0: like. Doug sat with me that Sunday. So, it goes a lot further. Like, there's a moment
1: there where you can feel holding
0: that momentum is very difficult. Dude, holding, and and, and there's a moment of when you're at your valleys where you get to say, oh, uh, fuck it, fuck it, nothing's working, fuck it. What? let's try this it's like you know, I'm yeah listening. i'm listening to matthew perry's book and he's talking about how opioids stopped working for him and then he's like fuck it maybe i just won't use them anymore they're not seem not to work for me and we're just like fuck it the, nothing's working let's fix it it's uh it there's i mean when when i when i when i after i released the machine and i and my house was getting torn down like a fire from travel channel and i got pulled off the funnier die your, tour your house was getting torn down yeah 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 because we were redoing it and I didn't. Oh. and I didn't have money to. I didn't oh, know how we I were was gonna... like, yeah, 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 yeah. Re- I was like, what? Your... <laughs> come on, man! Come on, you know uh, the way I tell a story. Yeah, or
1: you're, you're like, yeah, you're, you're, you're like, you know, you know, a tree caved in my room. We're like, really? No, it's how we put in a skylight. Like, <laughs> come on! <laughs> I didn't know you. The, the uh, <laughs> my
0: house was scary. We, but when, god those, damn in it! Was, in those moments, I just was like, I was like. I don't like where I am. I'm going to fix it. I did what I wanted to do when people said this is foolish. I went, yeah, I don't give a fuck. You weren't giving me advice the other direction anyway. Like, I don't care. You didn't change anything. I didn't change. I was like, fuck you. I'm going to do my own thing. I don't need you. I, you don't, you're don't. you not helping me now. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to trust me. I'm going to trust Bert. Knows Bert. Bert's going to figure out Bert. And then if Bert fucks up, then at least Bert lays with Bert every night. And Bert's not going, fuck, I should have listened to I left to it him.
1: on the field and I should have listened to so-and-so. Yeah.
0: So, But what's interesting is in that moment, he showed me Google trends and it changed my career. That moment changed my, that weekend changed everything for me. You absolutely should not have to worry when you're buying tickets for the next big event. Game time is the fastest, easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, comedy, music, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guaranteed. You can stop stressing about the tickets and start getting hyped up for the fun you're going to have. There is no better excitement for me than planning an event. I have two big events. Here's the deal. This is what I love about game time. You get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what you expect before you arrive. You buy tickets literally in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Isla and I did it for Metallica, and we thought we screwed it up. Cat Williams is coming to the Toyota Arena December 29th. Bro, there's a viral clip. Have you seen the viral clip of Cat Williams? No, there's a new one. Have you seen it? Cat Williams going hard. Cat Williams is the fucking best. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code BIRDCAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. All you got to do is create an account and redeem code B E R T C A S T for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Ho, 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 gentlemen. Get ready to jingle and deck your balls this holiday with the help from our friend, The Manscaped. The leader in below-the-waist grooming have just launched their Performance Package 5.0, but I like to call it the small gift for your big package, featuring Santa's number one helper, the lawnmower 5.0. Manscaped can guarantee you're going to be stuffing more than (laughs) stockings this season. Let your ornaments shine and enjoy 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with code BERT. Mrs. Claus is going to thank you, but the fun doesn't stop there. Anybody in the family have too much scruff? Look no further than Manscaped Beard and Hedger Pro Kit. Dad have nasty nose hair? Save the day with the Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear trimmer. I've said my personal endorsement before. I'll say it again. This is the go-to. Anything on my body, anything on my body, this is how I trim my hairs. Balls especially, nose and ears especially. Face now with what they've got. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BERT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code BERT. Give the gift of Manscaped this holiday season. Happy holidays from my balls to you. That moment changed my, that weekend. Changed everything for me because I started realizing that if I did little things, I'd watch little spikes, and if I and then I started looking for things that spiked, like on Google Trends. Google Trends is an app you can find it. You can type your name in and you can see how much people are googling you, meaning how active you are online. If people are going like, hey, like what? How much of a subject you actually are there. And I started looking at like at like it is a quantifiable way. Quanti- quantifying things for me is very important in this career. Happened with Libsyn. When you started getting Libsyn numbers, you could find out where you were popping and what markets. I was like, "Well, that's quantifiable." Like you, you can't deny those. Are numbers. You can see the spit, yeah. And I did that. I did that with with everything. And I, that weekend changed my life. And then, and then, and then things started happening. We'd do the road every now and then. We started doing. The, you moved to theaters probably a year after that. Yeah, I would guess. Like we became friends because we hung
1: out the rest of the weekend. We were having drinks and we just yeah. got along, and we went to. Uh, this is how weird it is to me. We walked because it was in, it's in that mall. Yeah. And the next day after like you guys cleared the air, we walked around. You want you want to walk around the mall with me? Anyway, yeah. We walking around the mall, and you went into a Toomey store, and bought a new suitcase, right? Yeah. And it was like expensive, not whatever it, you know. It was a suitcase. Yeah. I was just like, this guy doesn't think he's doing well, but he just bought a four hundred dollars suitcase. Like, like I like and then, like it was like that's I, what I was that's what I was making for the weekend. You know, like, yeah. and in my, and like, now I can do that kind of, but like, my point being, it's like, it's still, even looking at you now and what you have now, it's all super, it doesn't all look the same. Like, you know, like yeah. it's, uh, it's not all like all it looks like, you know, like, yeah. Cause I see you stressed out too, you know, Fuck like, yeah. yeah, you're still st- like, Fuck yeah, but the, but like my point being, I was like, that's like one of the, the things I remember from that weekend and like, and I think like, man, if I could just get to that, like where I can like, Spend a little bit of money like that, yeah. I would probably be okay, and that, I don't like. It's funny that. And it's, it's weird. So I'm quantifying okay. it to money, and it's never. I never started comedy thinking like money.
0: You know, I didn't. I really I never didn't, thought. I never thought comedy money ever. I thought yeah. access. I thought comedy would get me access to better clubs. I yeah, to do better clubs. I, want I wanted to, to do
1: cool shit and enjoy my life and have it, fun in yeah. work. Because uh, my father fucking hated work, and oh, I was really? like oh yeah he's so lazy uh (laughs) he's so lazy uh uh and then my mom like was a nurse and she oh she's like she loved doing it but it would seem like it like was like killing her half the time it's like hard work yeah so i was like i was like when i started coming i was like this is like fun like this what a fun thing and then we stopped thinking about it in that way oh yeah yeah at some point but that's what i one of the things i remember from that weekend sorry we were drinking we got along and then we ate a, a weber grill re- themed restaurant oh yeah yeah and i was like it the name's their restaurant after like an appliance it's such a
0: but i want to i want to go back to talking about what drew me to you is that even when i got ready to do secret time uh that was the one we shot in philly right yeah yeah i leaned on you very heavy because you have a sensibility when it comes to comedy like i like very candidly i will sometimes take the path of least resistance and sometimes you mean when you're like telling a story when or i'm j- telling a story i'll just tell the thing like i remember that i remember very vividly i was at, at one point i i once had a joke about jumping out of a plane with rachel ray and i said what's wrong with that middle part what's wrong with that middle part like that right when he gets me to the door i feel like it just drags and you said just like very casually like looking at a glass of 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 uh Jameson, you were like, you know, what could use. I said, "What?" And you go, "A couple jokes." <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I swear to God, and I did went, I really? And, and I went and I went. What do you mean? You go. I'm well, such an asshole. You go. You go. Well, no, but that's what I liked about you is honesty. Well, but I but I was like a prick about it. No, though. no, no. You were just joking, and then and then I went. Well, oh, I was like busting yeah, your balls. Yeah, you're busting my balls. Okay. And I was like, and you're like, I don't know. You're like, what do you say now? And I said, uh, "Fuck you, suck my dick. <laughs> you're a cocksucker." <laughs> and you're like, how about like a joke? And then I went. Oh, and then he goes. So right before then, I go. I'm sitting in the dude's lap, and he's like, "He's like, what are you nervous about?" And I said, I, what am I nervous about? Are you fucking serious?" I go, "I don't know. You'll get hard. I'll get hard. Our shoot won't open. And then that's how I'll find us in the in the in the. That's how they'll find us in the forest. Both of us hard as a rock, and you fucking me into the earth. <laughs> and then he goes, "All right, we're ready to go." And I went, "Hold on, I'm not ready yet." And he goes. We're going in one, and I go, I'm not hard. (laughs) And (laughs) that's pretty funny, man. I'm not hard yet. And so,
1: but I I put jokes in there. Yeah, we have a tendency to do that when we have an idea. Like, in comedy, I think I do, because we both tell stories or like long, premised out bits with like situations. And I think if you tell comedy like that, at the beginning of it, every joke will kind of have a like, and that's when I was like, "Fuck
0: you!" Instead of yeah. having suck like, this dick, bitch. Yeah, instead of being creative. I say, I say that in my act right now. <laughs> suck this. D- suck this dick, bitch. Re- <laughs> I bet I, I could put a joke there. <laughs> Probably. Suck this. Dick, I'm bitch. about to pop. I don't. I don't know. When, but, but but your your sensibility came from, it came from a very different place. It like your your comedic sensibility came from a different part of town than mine did. Yeah, and mine? I wish I had more of your. Stuff. I valued yours because the people you were friends with were all very alty, very 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 funny. Ian Car- Ian Carmel, to this day, is one of the funniest. He's a really dudes. creative person. He he is so inspiring to watch him just be funny, just be. He's a, he's he is, for lack of better words, the Shane Gillis of the alt scene. Like he's just a bro. He's funny as fucking shit. He doesn't need any preparation. Put him in front of a mic, and he just makes you. He's gig. charming. Yeah, he's, a, he's, he's he's very he's. I'm, I I I equate him to Shane Gillis because, and I'm sure Ian doesn't like that, and Shane doesn't like that, because they are on they are on. <laughs> they're, the different div- they're different people. They're different people. One I love up, them both. One I'm, stands up. I'm doing to meet both of their po- I'm doing both of their podcasts. One the stands up to meet Trump, and one turns away to, <laughs> when Trump comes by. That's a very good point. And they're the same size. <laughs> they probably wear the same clothes. Yeah, they're both... They're, they're both big they're... fucking dudes. They're both good looking. Yeah, Man, Carmel looks amazing. And... uh, Yeah, he was... He was, yeah. But 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 I, but I it was... Do you think because
1: like, the company I keep... Uh, was, it was less, so valuable to me. That is the thing. I, I run around with people like that. Those are the close friends of mine. That are like altier comics.
0: Name them. Name like 10. 10 alt comics that probably... Mm-hmm. listen. People listening listen to this podcast are like... Like people I think people know Ian Carmel because I've talked to him.
1: Ian and Kyle lot. are like two of my best friends. Kyle's Kyle. like Kyle's very creative. You have a podcast with Kyle. Yeah. Uh no accounting for taste. Um we're creeping up
0: the charts. He said he very said simple. one of the funniest things ever said on my fucking podcast. What is Kyle Canaan is who we're talking about, everybody. We did a podcast to promote a tour we were doing.
1: Kyle. Oh, the thing with Sal and Nate. Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh Kyle was not is not a promoter. He does not at all, dude. Like we're the, so
1: far in the red on our podcast because we don't promote
0: it. Like, he he did not. I don't think he really even cared to do the podcast. He did it as a favor because we we're all doing the. Tour. I mean, I think he, he makes sense. It's like he is very
1: very good about being like if we're entering an agreement together. Yeah, I will do it. But like if it's on his own, he like he doesn't push it that hard. Like, yeah. but like he will go. He'll do it for other people and other things.
0: And he is, but
1: he's not without he, a doubt.
0: I hope this comes out respectfully. Probably the one one of the most overlooked comics of our generation. He's very I think he's very underappreciated. under-appreciated. Like as much as he's liked, he's very underappreciated very, by the man. I mean, he he is funnier than any of the dudes you're thinking, just casually yeah. on my podcast. Doc, he told this story
1: on our podcast the other because the you know, the premise of the pod is we defend things people don't like. Yeah. And we were talking about Thanksgiving. He told this story about his first LA. Thanksgiving. He was like, I'm going to throw a Thanksgiving. I've never lived in my parents house. He was like 27. Yeah. And somebody brought over like, like spicy SpaghettiOs and this whole thing. And it's like, he was like, I don't know, man, just turn on the oven, do whatever you got to do to make a turkey. And they turn on the oven and they opened it and thousands of termites started pouring out of it because he had never used the oven and the heat. Like they were all living there, the heat from the oven. He lived there for like six months. And he never turned on the, they all flushed out and just unloaded like a fucking live of locusts on his Thanksgiving dinner and, and he was like man we still had a really good time
0: like <laughs> it was so disgusting he was in my podcast in my old man cave and he goes man you got a lot of owls around here so I I collect owls and I said owls are my totem and he goes the fuck's a totem I go I don't know it's something you see a lot of and you draw energy from and he goes oh my totem must be hot dogs <laughs> He is so funny. He's so funny, and this is the. This, I mean, I could talk about Kyle for fucking ages. But go through your list of ten comics people probably aren't should. as from sh- should be more. Let's, switch, let's do
1: five each. Let's 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 switch oh, it.
0: Mine, I oh from from your scene.
1: Yeah, well, like yeah, like yeah, from my scene. That's fine. Yeah, all okay, right. Bronger, like, Bronk Maddie. We said Kyle, and Ian. I would say somebody I like. I really really like who's very weird, but is Brittany Carney. She's like, I don't know her. She's like bizarre. Uh, you can't like, uh, I think right now, like she, we, we have a, like a small show we do together in Brooklyn, but she does, she's just like really pretty, uh, black girl, funny and weird as shit. Are you, did you Google her?
0: No. What? I sent that picture on my back to Rogan and look at the picture he sent of me in a fucking stream. <laughs>
1: what that's not you what that's rogan good god holy fuck he doesn't even look human shit looks like he's built for war God
0: damn <laughs> this it. is something you know if i, I would that, never, I, never I, I do in viral. my i would never
1: send a picture of my friends t- t- of oh, my jo- body changing joe and i joe
0: and i uh, not that, i don't want to speak out of school but i will say if i get a sexy picture of myself it goes to joe and if joe and Joe. So- has sent a couple. All I'll say is, I, if I posted that picture right now, I'd go viral. Yeah. I'd go viral. I'd go fucking viral. And that's the friendship we have is I'll never post it. <laughs> I'll never post it. I'll break my phone before I post it and because I need you Joe lo- more than anything in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you like looking at pictures of yourself? Yeah. I love yeah. looking
1: at pictures I of myself. I fucking hate it. Really? I hate pictures of myself. I I'm, 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 I'm going to have like, to look at like, my body one more
0: time. I mean... He's 50 fucking five. He looks great, man. Dude, he those are striations and a massive cock. Take a look at his dick. It's, he's bulging out. God it's damn. Fucking, he is fucking. Oh, fuck. Good for Joe. I want to delete my picture now. <laughs> the uh, Joe's got a fucking hog. <laughs> Have you seen it? Everyone has. It's what a, pissing next to him. Oh, yeah. Jim Norton's got a fucking hog. I've seen that. He's dick. got a piece a real piece. Like a real piece. Interesting. I, the it's always the dick, quiet ones. The biggest dick I've ever seen was a guy I live with in New York for a very short period of time, for like a month. And I walked into our bathroom, and he was taking a shit. And I opened the door on him, and I saw his dick, and I shut the door, and I opened it again. <laughs> and I was like, that thing. And he goes, oh, yeah, I have a big dick. And I was like,
1: uh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you I got it. I got a big dick. I <laughs> I walked in on my buddy beaten off once, and he just had a hog. And then later that night, I had a dream about a snake trying to eat me. And I swear to God, it was. It was, was of that? that? Dick. <laughs> yeah. I also I was trying to write a joke about how like like having a big dick must be awesome. Yeah. For a lot of reasons, but like. Hitting bottom and oh. still having a big dick, you could be like, well, at least, to- I mean, it's juvenile, but like.
0: Oh, Tom and I did an, an episode of Two Bears about big dicks, and we were like, we want to know big dick problems. And one Do people dude, come at you with some stuff? Dude, one dude broke my heart. He was like, I'm not a good-looking guy. I'm a regular dude. I'm kind of nerdy, but I happen to have a really, really big dick. And one time I was playing basketball, and the brothers, my dick kept hitting them. And he's like, it's that big. It kept bumping, and they thought I was hard, playing basketball, and they beat the shit out of me and broke all my teeth. And I, I think about that, all the time. You think about that all the time. I think there's, it's crazy. You think think about about. that all. I think about that more. than I mean, that's um, first that is really very heartbreaking. He got beat up by a bunch of black dudes because he had a big dick, and they thought he was hard. And he kept saying, "No, I just have a big dick," and they're like, "Yeah." (laughs) <laughs> Whatever. I hate that. I hate that so much. What were you like? Did you go to school with black dudes?
1: Yeah, we were pretty mixed. Like yeah. uh, high school, pretty mixed, right? Yeah. And Kelly Clarkson. What? Did she go to your school or something? She was at the town next to mine.
0: Yeah. So oh so, yeah. My buddy took her to prom. Is that what you guys called it back then? <laughs> <He> yeah. <actually laughs> I took, took that to- as to prom. <laughs> he took- is That's that, a, that is a thing people will say now. Is that the one that shot up? Didn't shoot up the club, but no one. The oh party. no, no,
1: that was my other buddy. <laughs> that was, hes very funny too. <laughs>
0: he, I love this. What did he, what did he but, say?
1: My buddy had sex with a gal, and uh, uh, unprotected sex. <laughs> and they said, like, they were talking about it, and somebody was like, "You shoot up the club, you come inside her." And he goes, "I will tell you this: nobody in the parking lot was safe." <laughs> Which is such a funny way of bowing out of oh. it.
0: That's like, that's such a good lie. Were you funny in high school? I don't think I was a class clown or anything. Hey, will you see if Kyle will get me a root beer? You I don't think I was a class clown. I don't think, any, I don't think class like, clowns made it. Uh, yeah, I don't. Class clowns. I mean, I think it was likable
1: because some people would be like, would see like, I don't know if you felt like the first time you did something and people saw it on the internet, like people you went to high school with, like yeah. whatever, or a late night set or whatever. Oh, oh. And people were like, could have seen this coming. Funny guy, like, like, and I'm like, I don't think I was like that in high school. And I don't know how people perceive me now, even still. You know what I mean? Like, I'm really not. I mean, I know how my friends n- see me for the most part, I think. Yeah. I think I'm pretty can't. But, like, like, you really think, like, in high school, I was the class clown? Because in my mind, I was quiet. And I had
0: my friends that I talked to. Yeah. Yeah. I was not a class clown in high school. I was very serious um very serious i want to play baseball professionally and towards the when i i think as i got towards the end of my baseball career i started realizing my limitations and i started discovering my personality and i think my personality i think my sense of humor is a sports based sense of humor meaning it is bro it is for the boys it is it is it is storytelling for lack of better reasons because i grew up with cuban kids and cuban kids latino kids in general i always thought could tell the best fucking stories i felt culturally that was part of their landscape growing up is like that ty rodriguez's dad would tell the best story about beach week with ty's older brother to us and then we'd sit around and we have him tell it again and then and then we'd come on with our stories we'd tell our stories and we'd t- the way you'd tell a story everything was bigger you know the, and that's the i mean really is the heart of who I am is this like there's You a, love story. I love a good story but and I it's love, it is
1: it is the bet like. I love it is the best thing in the world.
0: I remember there was a there like and and the story didn't have to be factually accurate, it just had to be funny. Like there's a word we used to use called it was uh, I'm gonna fuck it up. All my kids all my friends are gonna bust my balls. Mostraza. Which was like monstrous. It was huge, and so anything, everything had to be monstrosa, like, and that was like, that was like our the word. And so like, so like, uh, there were a couple words we used, like, but it was like everything was like monstrous, you a, meaning massive. Massive. Monstrous, every, not like, oh, it's fucking so big. Not villainous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every story had to have, it had to be epic, or you didn't. We didn't want to hear the story. Yeah. Like no one's gonna tell a boring story.
1: Is there anything more painful to sit through? Like... I don't know.
0: I'm married to Leanne. She does a bunch of them. Oh, come on. Leanne tells great stories, and then she doesn't know when her great stories are. Like tell, she told a story one time about getting chased by a redneck with a shotgun when she was 12 on Halloween in a roller girl outfit and running into a barbed wire fence, being lost and crawling through the mud for about three hours, and then ending up back at the sleepover, and no one noticed that she was gone. <laughs> And she came in covered in mud and bleeding and crying, and they're like, and, they're like, and they just this go, "This is like
1: a time to kill or something." Oh, like,
0: it's such a great story. And she goes, "I don't know if that's a good story." I go, "It's fucking epic." That's insane. It's funny. Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Because like, Especially,
1: right now it sounds like a horror film.
0: Oh, I remember she had a story about one time her cat brought a rattlesnake into the house and her mom was out and it was just her, a rattlesnake, and a cat. <laughs> oh my god root beer is the best and so um thank you kyle just a rattlesnake and a cat walking to a bar oh my god
1: uh i'm okay i got coffee buddy uh, yeah um but yeah i think so like a pe- louis had that joke on when he had Lu- uh lucky Louie on hbo remember when he had that and he, yeah. he had the story sometimes my wife tells these stories and i could just see the pain on people's faces when <laughs> she's telling. It's like, when's it? They're just like, when's it gonna end?
0: Like, <laughs> I think we said it was Unlucky Louie was talking about it, but I remember she, Leanne's a good listener. She wants to hear your story. Like, she's a really good listener.
1: She she's, I, when I did her podcast, she's remarkably present for a person interview,
0: like, which is kind of rare, you know? Like, yeah, she did, not a, rare, but like, she did she's a podcast good with Chad Daniels yesterday. She's like, he is fascinating. I was like, that's so funny. I never really listened. <laughs> <laughs> he's an interesting guy. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I think he's funny. Yeah. But like,
1: oh, the, back to monster. Oh, I, uh, I, I mean, mean
0: are, like, that's what, that my, that's my sensibility. So when I left baseball and I went to Florida State and opted out, I, I say opted out of baseball. I didn't make the team. I, I was going to be red shirted to catch bullpen. Like if at, at best, at best, that was my. My path was that I would be redshirted my freshman year. I'd catch bullpen, and I would never. I was never going to play. I knew that. Mike Martin's son, Mike Martin, unless somebody got injured or something. No, Mike Martin's son was the catcher, and he was going to go to the pros. My buddy Obi, I think, ended up walking onto the team, and and uh, and he never played his freshman year, so he left. So I was like, I was never going to play. But that's when I, if if you knew me in college, what it break your heart. We are supported by Omaha Steaks. The holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take all the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Site-wide. Plus, when you use the promo code BIRD at checkout, you get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher-cut filet mignon, mouth-watering burgers, the gourmet jumbo franks, I swear to God are the best things you're gonna ever have in your entire life. They are so good, my dad saves them for him when he comes out. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code BERT at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart. My grandma used to give me Omaha Steaks when I lived in New York. And it was so nice to get them from her because every time I made a steak, I thought about her. That's what you want to give. Order with complete confidence today knowing that you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of the 50% off site-wide. Plus, use promo code BERT at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. We are supported by DoorDash. Low on time, like my daughters. (sighs) Make the hours you've got a whole lot happier with Dash Pass from DoorDash. Everyone deserves to feel like a VIP. And with DashPass from DoorDash, you can. DashPass members get $0 delivery fees and up to 10% off eligible DoorDash orders, including groceries, drinks, personal care items, and more. DashPass makes delivery even more worth it, helping members save more than $35 per month on average. I've said this a million times. We are a huge DoorDash family. That is our jam. My daughters, I don't know that they know that you can get food other ways. Here's the deal. If you're like me and my daughters and my wife, put a little joy back into your schedule. Sign up for DashPass today. Use code BERT23 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass. Subject to change. Terms apply. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass with code BERT23. Subject to change. Terms apply. Sign up for more. Become a Dash Pass member today. it break your heart? Oh, uh, no. No, it was a really cool moment where I, I went to the first practice. I took BP. I fielded ground balls. I threw down to second a couple times. And then he was just very candid, and he was like, you're not going to start. Uh, but we can always use catcher, you know. So go down and catch 90 pitches from the pitchers and uh come up to me at the end of practice we'll figure out what's going to happen and i was like okay and i walked down left field fence uh left field uh so, left field foul line down to where the pitchers were pitching and i kept walking i walked right out the fucking gate like, and i walked to sally hall i was still in my uniform and i got in uh i laid down on my floor in my dorm room and my buddies were all smoking pot and listening to Pink Floyd in the dark and i got high with them in my cleats and my baseball hat and i and i and i said wow my i'm leaving baseball this is it i'm never playing baseball again and i was like i, I remember i was like i think i'm going to really double down on this partying thing <laughs> and, and it's interesting uh, that you were like
1: ready to not be in despair like you were ready to make a move that fast
0: and I, yeah and i, I and get
1: I, like i i think i w- would have been like uh i don't ha- like everything not going well was kind of like tragic to me like not yeah. yet but you paint a vivid picture with it in my mind when you were talking about walking down the left foul line i was like i can kind of see it so like
0: and i don't and i but i i don't think there's anyone that knew me in college that wouldn't say he was the funniest person I ever met. Like, I, I really doubled down into my sense of humor, being creative, uh, allowing myself to be different, allowing myself to not like to, to, to experiment with everything and, and not just drugs. I mean, and I really didn't. But you're a pretty open person in that. Oh, like, yeah. When were you was, like
1: that before? Like, were you open to adventure always? Like, no. Cause you're like, you kind of down for
0: whatever. I would, when I was in high school, I would fake drink. Like, everyone would drink, and I would nurse a beer. I didn't like getting drunk. And so I would. I never really got drunk drunk in high school. I got high a couple of times. I got drunk a couple of times. But for the most part, I would always stay away from alcohol. I never, I never really, like, trusted it, and I, I didn't want to be hungover. I really didn't want to be hungover. But you weren't, like, a, yeah. And then That's I didn't drink, really, in college until I was 20. When I turned 21 it was the first time I'd get a six-pack at, like, an Exxon, and I'd come home. And we'd have a couple beers, and I'd be like, this is great. And then when I went to Russia, that's when I cranked it up. And then I got back from Russia, my chick had cheated on me, and I didn't know how to deal with the emotions. And that is when I started drinking when I was 22, when I really started partying. And that's when I really blossomed into being a funny person. I was masking my pain. Yeah. Um, wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I yeah, You'll get the serious side of, out of me all the time. It comes out so often. Like when we work out, Pete's seen it a ton. When we work out, and I, I'll get competitive at times, especially remember when we were doing bench press back in the day. Yeah, back when we were all close, and I would get real competitive. And there's a part of me that hides, that masks that competitive side of me completely. I definitely fucking mask it. Are you a good loser? Yeah, I, I think. But I think stand up trained me to be a good loser. I think I got more comfortable with losing than I did winning. It's just such a familiar feeling. Yeah, to I not mean, get an audition and no well, I guess I don't have anything to worry about tomorrow. I'm going to get a bottle of wine and just uh, watch the Monday Night Football, fuck it. And then be like, yeah, I'm going to take care of my kids. We're going to hang out. Oh, what do you guys want to do tomorrow? That energy was like very familiar and very easy. And any bit of success would freak me out. I remember I got called back for a uh, for a test. I had to test on a CBS pilot. And I hated the test process. I hated all of it. And I thought, God, I hope I don't fucking get this cause I don't want the pressure that comes along with it. I'm so much happier failing. I've been
1: thinking about that kind of stuff a lot lately, like about the special and like what it's going to, what it will or won't do. Like, and I'm like, I was, cause I look at your shit sometimes. I'm like, fucking, Who like wants to do all this perform like that. And then like have to be like, look at number, you know, like, you know, like it's very simple for me right now. Like sometimes I
0: bonus at a club and that's it. Oh, that's a beautiful feeling. Is when you're just looking for bonuses.
1: Yeah, and that, and you know, obviously, it's a different operation with what you have now than you haven't been in that space for a minute. But like it, I'm like, I want that. Like, I want something that looks like that. But I don't. Like, I look at that stuff. I'm like, well, that's just part of it, man. Like, if you you're gonna have to like, if you want to run a fucking
0: business, not everyone's built for it. Meaning, not everyone has what Kevin Hart has. Kevin Hart doesn't care. If you mock his ambition, he is going to be ambitious. He wants what no one else has. He wants to see what is on the other side of that fucking horizon. Yeah, he is. He literally wants. Yeah, he's trying to get to the. He and he doesn't give a fuck if you get in his way. If you if you mock his way, he is really inspirational. Tom is like that. Joe is because he can point to it. Like he can point to what he's done. Like yeah. Yeah, he's gotten results from Nate Bargatze's kind of. got that. Like Nate Bargatze is a very driven dude. Um, I mean this with all love, but like I'm curious to see how the 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 the, uh, the class below me, meaning like De Stefano, like Andrew Schultz. You don't have to worry about he's got he's got the same ambition Kevin Hart does. I, mean, I remember witnessing at a young age with Andrew Schultz and and being confused that he talked that openly about that i remember saying what do you want out of comedy and he goes to be the goat And i was like what and he goes i'm going for the top Chappelle, burr i'm coming after all you i will be the greatest comic that ever lived and i remember thinking what the fuck like i remember saying like don't i remember like saying do you want me to edit that out and he was like no you put it out put it out there i want that and he and by the way i will tell you i think the same thing his path is a fucking His path would be absolutely terrifying for 99% of the comedians doing it. They wouldn't, they would be white knuckling it. And Schultz does it seamlessly without, without trepidation. I mean, he's really an inspiring dude too. Yeah, he's, um, but I'm curious with like Stefano, Stavi, uh, Shane Gillis, Mark Norman, uh, Giannis uh sean Patton, like all the the, i say the class below me just age-wise you know yeah yeah but like how they'll deal with it because i remember just stefano going like what is is this all worth it and i was like oh fuck i remember thinking no it's not but you got to not look at that you got to not look at that and go is it all is uh, me spending time away from my kids is it worth it And i remember going like dude you almost got to be like i don't I can't. I can't see that close to me. I need to be singularly focused on the. Oh, it's a fool's path at times because then you hear anyone who's had it, like Andre three thousand, who's like, "Dude, Andre three thousand was like, fame sucks. It's not normal. It shouldn't be. It's the
1: least natural thing in the world.
0: Like, oh, and it's. I think it fucks you up. It it changes you you
1: without knowing, you know. Like, and I think it's natural for it to happen to change everybody a bit. You know, like people. I think people who say they're the exact same person they were when they got famous as they were before, I'm like, well, then I think, I think that's very rare. First of all, if it is a real thing. And I think it's probably not
0: true. Most of the time. I've watched it. I've watched it.
1: We all, it's your life changes. There were some, everybody changes no matter what, like, even like it doesn't matter if things go well or bad, like your life changes. So you change, like, so to say you're the exact same person is kind of wild. Like, for anyone in any stat, it's irresponsible.
0: Yeah, it's 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 irresponsible. That means you have not taken enough self-critical evaluation of yourself to say, "Yo, what what I am right now has changed." I, I know I've changed. I know I've changed kicking and screaming, because as I changed, I desperately tried to hold on to what what I thought the thing was that people liked or that they respected. That's a Dude. yeah. I remember certain things that I didn't wasn't comfortable with, like taking pictures in front of a sold out audience or at a standing ovation, that I wasn't doing at first. I then started going like, "That, that that's what everyone does. It's totally fine." It's you have
1: to does. show it. Like it's weird now, just the way we're. Yeah. Because I'm not good at showing a lot you, of myself. I'm no, very bad at it on no, on social media. No.
0: You are. You might be. Mark was dogging me out on my social. He's like, he's like you your social media game is fucking trash. You and Sean Patton might be the two worst human beings <laughs> at social media.
1: We're there. Yeah. I'm like, I know. And I don't, I don't want to be better at it, but I know I need to be like, yeah. this is the thing. But I fucking low, like, cause there's a thing of like, Oh, I'm having lunch. You know, here's a picture of a burger or whatever. And I'm like, and then it was like five people are going to like it or what, you know, I'm like, well, this was, yeah. now I feel like an asshole, you know, like it's it's, but like I feel like a prick cuz nobody likes my picture of my hamburger and then it's a picture of you and me with a 10,000 10, people holding up flashlights behind us and I'm like well they're going to respond to this yeah and I'm like and I understand why cuz it's an impressive looking thing yeah and I'm like I, I I don't I don't know what it is that makes me uncomfortable to share so much but even that like you know like I, t- I took a picture with a couple of the people that were hanging out last night, and I'm like, I want to show it. But then I'm like, do people look at this picture of me and Jelly Roll and think like, oh, Shane's friends with Jelly Roll. Like this young, yeah, like best new artist country music guy. Or do they think like, Shane thinks we think he's friends, we actually think he's friends with Jelly Roll. What a fucking prick. You're, like, that's, yeah, that's definitely overthinking
0: it. Yeah, <laughs> it's awful. Or you can just be like, I'm so lucky I got to hang out with this guy last night. I never think that.
1: Like, Uh, I mean, I know I am, but I never like, yeah, I can't, I have a hard time being present. I have to write that on my hand sometimes to be like,
0: even on stage, I'll be like, be present. be like. You're very, you're, you're probably the most present, the most you when you're on stage. I feel, I feel like it's easier. It's the only thing to
1: think about. You know, it's like 15 minutes of like, all I have to do right now is this. And I'm, pretty fucking good at it like so last night i had the crowd and i was having a good set and you know like i take my time so some so like sometimes when i'm like oh they're all quiet because i made them quiet and it's not because this is going poorly yeah it feels really good and then you know obviously i have to say like mop up all this cum or whatever dumb joke <laughs> i say <to>
0: like <laughs> But what's like, great about your stand-up is i and i i this is how i feel Um, I don't feel like anyone's doing what you're doing. I think your voice is very unique. Thank you. I don't think, you know, I think you hear. That that, that therein lies the problem as well. Well, (laughs) you're right, is that sometimes what pops the most is what's most recognizable.
1: You know, Charles Barkley and Shaq are on that TNT show to get the... Oh, uh, yeah. Charles Barkley is maybe... Like, if we're talking about people who make you laugh a lot... Oh, my God. It's so... But he was like... I was listening to him in an interview, and he goes... Man, Shaq would kill himself if he had my bank account. And <laughs> I was like, "Listen, I think he'd go probably." You know, like yeah. you know, like that's like what Chappelle looks at, like oh, like like somebody who does a ten thousand seat arena and it's just like this is not that good. Like
0: Ch- Shaq I would kill himself if I think he had. Chappelle would like the intimacy of a ten thousand seat <laughs> arena. But it, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's what's cool about. Your special is that you have you really genuinely really have an authentic voice that's that's very different than what everyone's doing and I and I think everyone's got an authentic voice like Nate's voice is there's not one person doing what Nate Bargatze is doing and I mean dude he's still like and Shane Gillis uh, those two know. like are both throwing still fa- still throwing
1: fastballs like they're pitching like they're in the era they're in their eras right now like I don't know if they'll like if anyone stays how long they stay like in their best space creatively and yeah. in, a, in a success sense, but they seem to be doing like Dorfman was talking about this last night. He goes, I think of comics and arrows like for three years, this was the funniest person I ever saw. Like yeah. they're unbeatable, they're like heavyweight champs. Like you're like, you have Tyson, then you have Quishko, you have all these. And so it goes that way. And I think Nate and Gillis are in those spaces right now of like just throwing like real fucking heat. Like Nate's SNL monologue was so god that. That joke about he goes every time i go see a movie about history it's all new to me like yeah. that's
0: how dumb like he's talking about his dad on addicted to afrin yeah on the back of the box oh yeah he he says, goes, he
1: goes, he goes, there's
0: no drug on earth that says to be to try it for a span of 45 years <laughs> he is so fucking good yeah but that's i think that's part of what i know that's what nate is doing is putting a, a spotlight on people he finds funny that aren't doing what he's doing but And I think that's the beauty. They live in the same. Yeah, like I think. I think that's you know what Leanne saw in you is like if we're if we're gonna make a special, let's do it with Shane, who just you've been at every one of my special tapings. That's crazy to think. What do we? Yeah, because I like your 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 insight on the way I write sometimes. Well, we are both storytellers. Like we do different things,
1: but we're definitely both storytellers. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I was thinking about when I pitched you, you know, like or I asked you about doing the special with me, I was like. Because I was, like, very nervous about asking you. I would be nervous asking anyone. But you're yeah. my friend. Yeah. Like, uh, and you do a lot for me. But, like, it's one of these things of, like, in my mind, it's very much like, because I had the new hour together and I was ready to do it for a while. And then, like, all this stuff. And I was like, well, let's go to this place and see if they want it. Let's go to this place and yeah. see if they want it. Nobody. And then... It was like, well, and I was like, okay, I'll ask Bert. I was nervous because it's not asking for stuff is um, is part of what you have to do in this business. Yeah, and 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 asking from friends is part of what you have to do, but you have to know like the limits and the boundaries of those things too. Yeah. it's not just can I? Cause we're friends. Like yeah. it really isn't. And uh, it uh, you know, and you made it very easy. But one of the one of the things is like. I was like, well, Bert's smart. He's not just going to be like, yeah, like, how do you, you yeah. know, he's not just going to write a check and let me run away with it. And like, and I was like, trying to think about like, what are the good ways to be like, how can we work on this? Like, and I was like, yeah. well, I've worked on your specials. So I know how you do it. Like, yeah. and that really was like a comfort to me. Like rationally, it made sense in my mind. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and then I think I told you the amount of money I had <laughs> And I, I was like, I have this much money, and I was like, Will you help me make a special with this much money? And then you were like, Well, we'll figure something out. And you could like on the end. But I was like, I was like, The amount of money, like, I don't, and I don't, I still have no idea what was spent on my special.
0: Oh, I can tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Tell t- t- me you. later. I yeah. You want me to tell you now? And we can edit it out. Yeah. Uh, I think. <laughs>
1: That's like that is about my net worth. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fucking wild. Yeah. That's like that is more than I inherited from like when my mom died. That's so much more money than I I was gonna spend I was gonna spend all of my inheritance to make the special. (laughs) It's so it's so much less (laughs)
0: <laughs> so guys uh, check, um, check out the blue-eyed I mexican you got
1: to because this is how i think money works <laughs> like i like i was talking to my ex-girlfriend and we were like going back and forth and she was like how are you doing like i was like it's uh, you know i'm pretty good you know like even, even when i'm not on the road i'm still making like this much money a week just doing clubs in the city And she goes oh that's good like <laughs>
0: and. She, <laughs> and I need like a woman to like raise me. You yeah, know, like I mean, if you're if you're listening to this, I would go listen to this go watch the special. Just critique Leanne's job as an executive producer. <laughs> Take a look at what this bitch can do. And then was, share it. And yeah. then share it. But watch Shane's special because I, I think it's just I think it's a uh it's fun. It's jokes that you've never heard before, it, which is so beautiful. It's it's premises that are coming from there's no one's doing what you're doing. You're doing it so authentically, and you have such a distinct voice that I just, I just think. I Man, I was there for both tapings. You murdered them. They were scary though. Yeah. It was a fucking terrifying. Uh, the, yeah. be- the best thing you can do as a comic is work on your mental health to get ready for your special because it's it's a big, it's a big undertaking.
1: I was uh, sober for six weeks before it, and then after the first one, I got so drunk in that stairwell, and that's when I started bawling my eyes out like a fucking bitch. I was like, God, I was embarrassed. I wanted to appreciate that I had opportunity in the moment, you know, and I think that's what was kind of like freaking me out a lot about it was like yeah. it making me so emotional because like I thought I had it before and I didn't recognize it. And I was like, I was like, it was, there was a lot going on in
0: me that night. I'll correlate them to what it's like to buy, to, to buy a dog, some, to, or a watch. Sometimes the funnest part of buying a watch is looking online and seeing what watches are out there. The idea or the preparation before is so much more enjoyable, so much more fantastic than the actual moment where you gotta do it because then you go, oh fuck, here's where the rubber hits the road. I I wanted this. Now I'm getting this. It better be as good as I Yeah. And that moment for you, it was like it was fast.
1: Like it was like over before I knew it. It
0: goes by so
1: especially And then like you're like. Performing and making it good is the best part of any of it,
0: you know, like oh, yeah.
1: getting ready for a special is better than. Oh, no, that's the special. Fucking, that was like the funnest trip we had leading up to the last special was just like the Monday before in Madison, just doing the club shows that night. That was like the most like everybody was just working stuff out and nobody had to feel stressed or freaked out about. Like you weren't trying to nail an hour. You yeah. were like getting loose, you know, like, yeah,
0: it's stressed, the best part. Yeah.
1: And I had been drilling it into the my special into the ground before that,
0: before we taped all. I, mean, I
1: got excited.
0: I got just got excited for my next special.
1: Do you ever want to do like a theme to your special or no. like try like and step out of like just a straight ahead sixty minutes of stand up? No, no. You
0: like? I don't have. I don't have theme energy. I don't think. I've, I don't. I mean, I don't want to be like, like, like a one like man a, show like, yeah, like my. I, I already did Star it, already Wars did it changed for, my one of Chip his specials, for the, the last for one. all of his specials he's always done like a, this special's about ch- uh this special is about having children this special is about being single this special is about being jewish um for me i think for me it's just whatever i'm having whatever, in my life whatever right i think the funniest is i don't think i write well that way on one topic but i think i just want to take i always want something fresh and new there's a little bit of 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 the impulse and addiction in me the same thing that makes you want to scroll on Instagram. Like, uh, I, I I definitely want the new thing. So it's, I want a joke to be over, and then I want something brand new. I want something to feel fucking fresh. I want it to be like a scratch-off, where you're like, ooh, new one, new yeah. new one. Yeah, new yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That's what I love about Jesselnik. That's what I love about Dimitri. That's what I love about uh, so many people is like, the quicker joke writers. Hey, it's over, give me a new one. Satisfaction, satisfaction. One. But I, li- I like to tie them all in uh, I like to tie them all in to a th- like to a to an energy like, and I think some comics fuck up with that. Like they'll go, "This is about my kids and my de- husband." Oh, this is about being uh, this, and then oh, wait, did I mentioned this about my kids and I'm my husband. I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. That all goes here. Then we go here. Then we go yeah. here, and then we close here.
1: Shit fits next.
0: If you're doing your hour right, I
1: think shit fits next to other shit with uh, like seamlessly. You can see how they made the jump without them
0: having to make an actual segue. Sometimes I work yeah. the tits, then get to the pussy, and then and then I go down on the end. That's how I do it. I, I don't ever go down, work the tits, eat pussy, and then go back up to tits again. I'm like, no, I'm done there. I'm you don't do tits. that. No,
1: I definitely, tits I, I definitely sex. go north and south a lot.
0: Uh-uh. I'm I'm a pretty make out tits pussy, sex over. Oh no,
1: I am like I really I get I get. <laughs> I get laid so rarely. I try to make it last as long as possible. He's <laughs> like, "You really like kissing?" I guess so. that's <laughs> so sad.
0: Oh, Leon and uh, I made out so hard in Vegas. Was it fun? It was three in the fucking morning. I that had a sounds fucking. Flight, that sounds fun. And we made out so you. You had a flight. Fucking hard. I had a flight the next morning at like f- our pickup was fucking six, and or five thirty. And it, it just got away from us, and we—I gave her a kiss, and then she kissed me back, and I was like, "Ah, oh, it's on." I'm getting hard talking about it. That's crazy. Uh, let's go. You're gonna go for, be like that basketball for, player. Let's go, for, <laughs> let's go for a walk. <laughs> let's go for the walk. Yeah. Um. Congratulations. Thank you. Do not yeah. be shy in promoting it. I won't. I gotta let yourself feel like a whore. Yeah. Mention it all the time. The blue-eyed Mexican. It's going to be, I think the way Leanne is getting this distributed, it's going to be pretty epic in the distribution. From what I understand, I'm I've, like I said, I'm the last person that knows anything about my business. <laughs> but the women in the Birdie Boy Productions are been super great. excited. They've been great. They're all hands on deck. They're fucking, everyone loves the special. I'm proud to promote it because I'm really, I'm really, I mean, I. it's very easy to promote something that. I'm uh, very, ex- I am going to whore myself out
1: on, I love like, it i'm proud enough to do it i'm proud enough of the piece of work to actually be like i want you to see it like i re- and i like i think it's good and i think it's re- i think we made a really good thing together and i yeah. think it has like a good sensibility artistically like that i like i want people to see it enough that i don't know man i'm nervous but i'm i'm going to like it's a good nervous yeah and i'm going to like go out there and get it and
0: ask everyone to share it and do all this stuff yeah yeah and and Pimp it out as much as you can because yeah. I think you deserve it. Thanks, man. I think Thank you me. deserve it. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, we should go take a walk and burn some calories. Yes. Maybe find something to purchase. Okay. And then come back here, take naps. It's going to be good.
1: I'm going to have and the rest day today. No gym today. No gym. It's going to be sick. Yeah. The Blue Eyed Mexican. The Blue. I love the name. Yeah.
0: The Blue Eyed yeah, Mexican. The the blue-eyed Mexican yeah. And the Machine. The Blue Eyed Mexican. Yeah. We sound like <laughs> Bert, we sound Bert thought like a of band. the name. You thought of the name. Well, I just, I love the it's so funny they gave me artwork for it this, this is how they sent me new key art I was going to show they sent me artwork we're at a meeting and they sent me artwork and I went no and they're like what and, I, and then I just went into iTunes or uh I I I pictures and edited it in there and then showed it and then it goes that's fucking amazing who did that and I go me I go let me fucking I was like get, get, artwork the artwork needs to pop yeah but I just did one and mocked it up for them and they're like wait hold on all right we should have Bert go through the artwork because I love the picture. I love I love everything about it. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be hot. I think it's one of these things that you can never predict if it catches fire, why it catches fire. Like I don't think anyone saw Shane Gillis's first special in Austin The one he did at the Creek, yeah. Yeah. But it it fucking it just is good. It's just good.
1: If you see it, you'll like it. I think I think that's
0: yeah. I just that's gotta get people to see it. Just got people to see it. Yeah. Just that's all we're asking. Go December tenth.
1: That's right. December 10th. On mine and your YouTube channel. It's going to be all over the place. It's going to be crazy. Um, There's lots of graphic nudity. It's like Game of Thrones. A lot of front male cock. That, yeah? That, you might check it out now. <laughs> Fucking perverts. <laughs> I love you, buddy. I love you too, man. Thank you for everything. Thank you.